cycle all coming together, and I start something totally new in a sense, a very new action of clarification. <coughs> and then it goes on from there. 63, what? 70, 77, 84, and so on. From the first seven years is really where we're becoming aware of ourselves physically and emotionally. And we're developing a lot. And by the age of seven, you've pretty much developed yourself emotionally fully. Who you are today emotionally is who you were back at the age of seven emotionally, for the most part. From the age of seven to 14, we're developing more of the mind. We're becoming mental. We're going to school. We're learning. They're saying, no, stop feeling. Stop moving your body. Listen and pay attention and learn. It's all about the mind. Then from the age of 14 to 21, we begin to try to put all this together. We try to put the physical, the emotional, and the mental together and start trying to make some sense of it and say, well, wait a minute. This is who I am. They, this is who... They told me I am in my body and my emotions. This is who they told me I am in my mind. But now I've got to find out who I am. And this is when we begin to rebel against the world, rebel against our parents, and we begin to define ourselves in the world. This is who I am, and this is what I'm going to be. And so this is a lot of time of clarification and unification of these parts. And then at the age of 21 to 28, we begin to take all that that we've defined and begin to express it over here more on an individual basis to see if it really works or not, to test it out and to begin to change and make new course directions. So over here, we may have been wanting to be, if you were like me, I wanted to be a, uh, well, let's say I wanted to be a fireman as a boy. And then over here, I thought, well, I'm going to be a doctor. Well, over here, I decided, no, I'm going to be, a minister. And then over here I went, well, I'm not going to be a priest. I'm not going to go into the seminary. So now what am I going to do? I don't want to be a fireman. I want to be a doctor. So now what am I going to do? And so that's what often happens in this cycle here is we do a lot of clarification and discovery about, well, who are we really in the world and how is the world interacting with us and how are we interacting with the world? <laughs> and so we began to really define ourselves more clearly here and begin to step forward. And also we begin to, to put into action, either through education or career development, uh, who we are at that level. We also find that it's often in here is where we begin to really develop ourselves in relationship more than ever before. We begin to define ourselves as who we are in friendships and who we are in relationship with another person as we develop uh, towards that. Between the age of 35 and 42, then. 28 to 35. Oh, that's right. 28 to 35. We now begin to live more the manifestation of what we have discovered in this seven-year cycle and begun to put into action. Now we begin to live it out more fully to its fulfillment in some form. And so oftentimes... We will find ourselves getting married in this area, living the marriage out in here, and either deciding it works, it doesn't work, I'm going to stay, I'm not going to stay. And, and so a lot of that takes place as, 
this energy continues to move forward but into full manifestation. From the age of 35 to 42, we then begin to uh, go into a redefining of ourselves, often physically, emotionally, and mentally. So we begin to pull all that information back down once again and begin to redefine, reclarify ourselves once again. And then in the next seven years, we began to take more of an inventory of these last years. And it's here where we begin to look and say, well, wait a minute, you know, I had finally decided I was going to become this. And instead I went all these other directions and I really want to do this. And so we might find that we pull this forward and we now begin to really develop what we really want, wanted in our lives. Now we have, we, as we take inventory, we can say, well, now I know the type of person I want to be in relationship with. Now I know the type of friends I want to be with. Now I know the career I really want to be in. Now I know myself more fully. And in that inventory then, we begin to first take inventory and then we begin to put it into action. And that action begins to manifest itself more fully in these next seven years. And it's at the age of 56 where we begin to look more towards the declining years, if you will. For a lot of people, they see it as the declining years. And they begin to look and say, well, I've got to take better care of myself. I've got to start eating right. I've got to start exercising better. I've got to start doing this or that or the other. And they begin to redefine how they're going to live the remainder of their, their, their years at this point. Um, the age 56 to 63 <coughs> is a very uh, powerful time in, in some people's lives, not everybody in the seven-year cycle. But it can be very powerful in that it begins to bring the fulfillment of everything that you had been working towards to this point. And oftentimes then at 63 to 70 is where people look to retire, bring to closure a lot of their physical activities. And it's also at this point in time where they begin to see more of their ability creatively and they begin to create a whole new action in life than they ever did before. And that's often where a lot of people do some of their greatest work is uh, starting in this 63 to 70 year cycle. And from there, they often do the, some of their greatest work. And if you look at some of the artists, some of the writers, and some of the very creative people, oftentimes this is where they really began to do some of that in the greatest of ways. So uh, when I was sitting there in meditation, they said, isn't it interesting? You have a five-year cycle and a seven-year cycle all coming together. <coughs> and it's no coincidence that it's at this time that you're going to make this transition into a whole new action, a whole new expression. And it's really more about the inner and the divine and, and serving the Holy Spirit than it is about the world. And, and so they really you know, clarified once again for me, just as we were sitting here, that this is important. This is important for me to do. And so I just wanted to share that a little bit with you to give you an idea of where I'm at and what's happening. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> so right now I'm very energized because the Holy Spirit's here and it feels so good again. <laughs> I have been so tired these last this week because <coughs> my hormones are coming down 
for my thyroid level. And I had been exhausted yesterday. I could hardly move. I mean, I was just exhausted. And even this afternoon, I was always thinking, well, I know Brian's going to be doing most of it because I just, I just don't know if I can do anything. And yet, but when the Holy Spirit comes in, it's like, okay. <laughs> and it feels so good. That's like, oh, you want to stay till midnight? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Well, we'll definitely continue this on in the inner levels, if not, not physically, because this, this feels really good. I like that. So, you have something to share? No? Okay. Yes. You want to pass the mic over to Diana? I was thinking about, we haven't had a communion service in a long time. Is that a possibility? Sure, we could do or that. during the holidays. We could do that, that next a, week. Is that an okay request? Sure. We could do that next week. Because, um, you know, next week Brian and I will be here. And then for probably three, uh, maybe four Tuesdays, but at least for three Tuesdays, we'll be out of town. We're going to go to Hawaii, take care of me. And um, so Bill will be doing uh, class for those three weeks, maybe four. Surprise. I think you knew. <laughs> and um, so that'd be nice. Let's do a communion next week. That'd be excellent. Um, we bring grape juice and bread, and we do a blessing on it, and then we all partake. And before that, we ask you to write out something that you have been challenged with in life, and you want to give it to God because you don't know what to do with it. And just say, God, this is yours because I don't know what to do with it. And you bring it up, and you put it, that in the basket, and then you partake of communion. Communion is an outer ritual to remind us to go inside into communion with the Lord first. Keep God first. And so it's a way of giving away whatever's between you and God so that you can now go back and commune with God again. So it's an outer ritual to remind us, don't let things separate us from God. Is there anything you're challenged with you can give up to God? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think <laughs> communion is a great way of doing the counseling, too, because I remember in past times you talking about where you've actually done communion by yourself and dealing with things like in a hotel room and stuff. And oh, so yeah. instead of us just calling uh, you and Brian and saying, well, what about, I mean, if we, that is also a great way for us to do it. And that's just what came to mind for me. But I, I've been thinking about communion often on the last couple of weeks, like, it would be great to have. Uh, I also have a question. When, when I'm with somebody and they seem out of sorts, even if they're not physically with me, but they seem out of sorts, I will immediately go into, I love you, God bless you, peace, be still. And I really find that they become peaceful. And I've always just been curious, what's, What's going on? Because it's different than sending them the light. I mean, it's, and, I, and like sometimes I may do it all day long for a person just to give them that support, but not tell, him, tell them I'm doing it. Well, you're making, what is that? you're making an actual statement in the world that is factual. You're not saying, I want it to be. You're saying it is. And when you make a statement, the power of the spoken word, whether it's actually spoken out loud or spoken inside, the power of the spoken word is very powerful in that way. 
And it can bring quiet. It can bring peace. It can bring stillness to yourself or to others around you. So it's the power of the spoken word manifesting itself. It is sending the light. Well, I know, but, it, you know, it's, it's more than that. I find it more powerful, actually. That's the main way I send the light is I have words that ride on the energy. To me, it builds the energy more. So anything you can do, whether it's words, a visual, a sound, a whatever, a feeling, anything you can do um, to put into that really fills it more in a way. And I like experiencing things. So when I experience a greater flow or fulfillment of that flow through me, I know something's really going on. And so then I get the blessing of it as well. Yeah. You know, so it, what goes around comes around type of thing. It's true. You know, you can place somebody in the light or you can have a way to really focus that light. And, and your clarity of intention and your clarity of wording can bring things to more of a focused light. It's like creating a magnifying glass so that the light, when it comes into it, is pinpointed into a person, into a situation, in a much more direct way than it might be otherwise, and can do much more work much quicker in that one-pointed focus. It's just like a meditation. In one-pointed focus, you can move much quicker through other realms and break free than if you have your energy dispersed over all the mind consciousness and, and other things. So uh, it sounds like you're also focusing the light into a true intention. And that focus also then allows it to go in and do greater work quicker. Thank you. Yeah. Anyone else? Well, it's going to be an interesting time because I'm going to be on a, a road of discovery myself. And uh, I'll share it with you as I go along so that, you know, you are informed as to what I'm doing, why I'm doing what I'm doing, why I'm not doing what I used to do, whatever. So that you're not left in limbo and feeling as though, well, he doesn't want to talk to me anymore. It's not that at all. It's, <coughs> I'm going to be talking to you more but maybe on the inner levels first, <coughs> and then on the outer levels as clarification is needed. I'm going to pass it back to Blaine. Uh, I have a lot of time on my hands because uh, I'm disabled, so I get to sit around the house and decide what to do each day. And uh, so I can spend a lot of time in meditation, a lot of time in reading and study. Uh, what, I'm, uh, what I'm getting from the outside world a lot now that I'm into that is, uh, well, don't you talk about anything else? Uh, don't you uh, 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 have some other interests? Uh, and I'm kind of wondering, I'm, I'm trying to balance myself now. Uh, and not go over too far to one side or over too far to the other. And uh, is there a, uh, uh, do you just go full force and not let anything else uh, bother you? And uh, I plan on getting there tonight. <laughs> well, I don't disperse my energy very much. I do God first and God all the time. And, and fill my life up with that. 
and not try to fill it up with other things. And so for me, it, it is just one pointed focus and just doing that. But it, we each have to find out what works for us. And if you really have interest in the world, I would be doing the interest too. I would, I would stay interested. You know, if it's writing, if it's painting, if it's working on cars, if it's whatever. It, it's not my interest as much as other people's. You're trying to also uh, uh, share with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you're focused so much on that one side, that's all they hear from you. So when I'm talking with my sister or I'm talking with friends of the past, they see this difference and they notify me of it. So I'm wondering, am I going too far? Well, it's really good to come to a person or a group at their level. Don't try to bring them to your level. Accept them where they are and appreciate them and enjoy them right where they are. And then if they see something going on in you or different, they say, well, what are you doing? What's going on? Tell me what's, what, what this is about. Then share. But otherwise, keep it quiet. This is your spiritual journey. This is your life on the inner levels. It's not about the outer and it's not to be dispersed into the outer. Just like in the name of initiation, you don't speak it out loud because you don't want to give the power away. You want to build it up inside. The inner experience and the inner awareness is really to be kept inside, to build the power up. If you keep sharing the experience with everybody in the world, well, everybody in the world's now got a hold of your experience and they're doing nothing with it. And you don't have the energy to keep building. You keep dispersing it. Jesus put it this way, don't cast pearls before slime. So don't go and share all your wisdom, your awakenings with, with pigs. Because <laughs> they're going to stomp on them, they're going to eat them, but they're not going to appreciate them. You know, they'll look at them and go, well, that's not green, I'm not going to eat that. You know, they'll think you're crazy. And you are, because you're casting pearls before swine. You know, if somebody comes up and says, hey, can you share with me some wisdom? then do so. But I wouldn't do it otherwise. I would just come to their level. It's very interesting because when I share and I, I talk out of the collective consciousness uh, most of the time, not all the time, like tonight it's more out of what came forward in my meditation to share with you to give clarity to, to what we're doing now in ILM. Um, the one thing I found, and I've never really shared this because I don't like the term in a way, and maybe I can find a new term for it. But uh, uh, the way Spirit puts it is you can only talk uh, at the level of the lowest consciousness in the room. You can't go any higher. Because if you go higher, then you're going to miss someone. You're not going to assist in er helping everybody up to grow. Well, that's like saying, well, I've got to talk down to the lowest, and all of you who are of the higher levels are going to have to suffer. Well, that's not really true because... If you pay attention to any talk, you often come up and say, God, you were talking to me. Well, I wasn't talking to anybody. <laughs> I was just sharing what the Holy Spirit was sharing. And it happened to be that it hit certain points in you. And really and truly, the truth is the truth for everyone. But when I share, I'm going to have to share in a certain way so that I can truly touch into everybody's consciousness and help everybody. And so when you're out in the world, 
you know, don't talk above them. Don't talk as though I know and you don't. But rather go in and, and if, if they're going to cook, cook with them. If they're going to play, play with them. If it's cards or whatever, do it. And just enjoy that and be there with them in friendship. And, and find that kind of camaraderie and friendship and partnership and fellowship there, just as you do here at the, at the ILM gatherings. And, and realize that spirit's everywhere. Loving is everywhere. And you can manifest it everywhere. It may be manifested differently through you in order to reach to everyone that you're with. But it can always be manifested. Thank you. Yeah. I remember years ago when I started doing all this, I heard so many times from people, do you ever not process? Oh, God. <laughs> I, mean, I did for years. And one of my favorite things I like to say when I moved to Austin and started hanging around Jim, I learned to talk about the weather. <laughs> I mean, that used to be my worst thing. I, I hated talking about the weather, you know. But this is what I learned, how to talk about the weather with people, just to be with people. And it doesn't always have to be this big process, you know, what's going on inside of me, what's going on inside of you, and how are we relating through all that. I mean, I still love that, don't get me wrong. But now I've learned there has to be a natural openness within me and within the other person rather than a push or to make something happen. So, but it's one of my favorite little things. I learned, Jim taught me how to talk about the weather. You know, so there's not that always that constant, this is all I ever do. I've but often I hated talking about the weather myself most of my life. Now, if you were listening real closely, you now have a key. And that is, he he's not going to do counseling anymore, but if you want to process, he'll be glad to do that with you. <laughs> and I'll talk about the weather. <laughs> the only reason I even see the weather channel is because he has it on and he's watching it. Do <laughs> you want to get the mic there? Something interesting happened to me. I guess it was a couple weeks ago now. Um, that's really germane to what I, I'm sorry. I'm bad with names and I'm new and everything, but germane to what you were just saying. Thank you. And since I'm new in town, I've got a temp job right now. That you know, I'm hoping that it's going to be permanent. But they were kind enough to invite me to their holiday party, so I went because I had a lot of people. You know, they've been very friendly and they wanted me to come, so I I went. And one of the gals there, who is also a secretary for the law firm, came up to me and got right in my face. And she said, you believe in reincarnation, don't you? <laughs> and, and I mean, she said it. It didn't come off quite that way. But I mean, it was really just right to my face. And she said, you believe in reincarnation, don't you? And I said, yes. And she went on, and I said, I can't remember everything that she said, but she kept going on. And it, down the line, it was, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And, and I said, and, you know, I can't remember everything that I said, but, but what it was, was that was so amazing was that she came, and she said, the minute I saw you, I knew this about you. That's the, the only time in my life that it's ever, ever, ever happened like that. And it was really, really kind of head-scratching for me, you know. I mean, I was thrilled. Don't get me wrong. I, it was really a wonderful experience to have something like that happen. But, and, and I love her to death already. I mean, it was just like we, mm, right there, you know. It was like we were right there. And it was like, okay, come here, give me a hug, you know, type thing, you know. Because when you click instantly with somebody like that, you're always, it's like, oh, man, give me a hug, you know. Because that's, 
the best exchange of energy I, I can feel, you know, I feel that you can give, you know, on the physical level at least. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've um, been exchanging books that we've both read and, you know, talking about things. But something that Kent has helped me understand, having known Kent and, and you know, getting me on the path of sound and light, is that you really, I don't talk to a lot of people about it. If they bring it up, it's fine, you know, and then I'll tell them. You know, I'll tell them. I, you know, and I loved what you said a few weeks ago, Brian, about I follow a path of meditation. That is the easiest way, you know, it's just, and, and you don't even have to get into reincarnation. You don't even have to get into the whole God word or anything like that if you don't want to, you know. But it was really kind of a cool experience to have this woman come up to me. And she said, you know, and so many people think we're crazy. And I said, well, you know, you just kind of got to love them for where they're at and, you know, just kind of, you know, keep putting your feet in front of each other and, you know, because we're here. Oh, and, and that's the only thing we can do is every day put your foot, your right foot and your left foot in front of each other and, you know, hope that even if, even if you don't feel like anything's happening, you've got to trust and have faith that it is. You know? That's it. Yeah. So, but I wanted to share that experience because it was really unusual. It was, it was fun, though. It was a neat experience on top of it being really unusual. So. Those are fun times. Anyone else? <clears throat> Diana suggesting the um, communion experience made me realize there's one thing I really am ready to let go of, and um, I'm just going to put it out here as a question because somehow it feels relevant. It feels like it's present tonight, and that's been my sort of obsession. I'm going to use that word because it really has been of just sort of the world lately, you know. And part of it's just fascination to finally realizing that I didn't know as much as I thought I did about the darkness and the way things operate and that you don't really read everything in the paper that's really going on and kind of starting to read about that stuff. But really it's turned into, I would call it more of an obsession of where does this rabbit hole go and what's going to happen to us and oh my God, should I be growing a garden and should I have solar panels on the roof and, and all this I went to this whole thing. I'm just going to skip to the end of the story and I'm just going to put this out there because it feels right of where I came to. And that is, you know, where I'm at right now is it feels like what happens to the body is not all that important anyway. And really we're here just to trust spirit that we're going to be taken care of. Sometimes I wonder what the difference of that and just complete passiveness is. And I think maybe there's not a... Maybe there's not a if you just if I just do what shows up each day, it's going to be fine. But I, I guess I, I'm wondering why I'm still so focused on being fascinated with all of the, you know, subversiveness. And you know, I did love one day that I read that someone says, "Well, you can call me a conspiracy theorist if you'll say that you're a coincidence theorist." But you know, it all just happens, you know, by coincidence. But um, I don't even know if I have it. I just want to make a statement. I'm kind of ready to let go of my fascination with the mechanics of this level. But it does seem right now that my basic self or some part of me likes all of that or, or at least likes knowing more than I've been told my whole life. Kind of feel like I've been 
sold a bill of goods my whole life in a lot of different ways, and I want to know more about it, but I realize that doesn't go anywhere. And so... That's the mind game. Yeah. The, the mind loves puzzles, and it loves to try to put all the pieces together, and you don't have all the pieces. And every time you get a new piece, some of the other ones that you put down have changed, and now you're having to change the whole direction because of the way things are moving. And the mind just loves it. And it will focus you on that and take you in circles and circles and all over the place with itself, and you'll get nowhere. But if you focus it up into the spirit above the mind, then you can be at peace with whatever is taking place down here. And the mind will eventually become more attracted upward as well and begin to let go of all that. And then the mind becomes peaceful. And then everything below the mind becomes quiet. Well, I guess I was just going to say thank you. I come to a place of peace inside when I stop trying to plan how to survive here and how to take the best path and whether I should take all my stuff out of the stock market and put it in gold or what, you know, all the stuff that goes on rattling around my head and you read all this stuff and you think, oh, I don't know. It's like, it's just so confusing and overwhelming. But I do find I get peaceful when I, when I just say stop, stop, stop. Just do what shows up next and just whatever happens is going to be okay. And it kind of freaks my basic self out because my basic self is like, well, but what about? And you just think, I don't care. If, you know. You know, I think, you know, if we run out of food and water, well, we run out of food and water. You know, it's like that's the goal is not to make the body last as long as possible. So I guess I just wanted to put that out there because I'm kind of ready to let go of the worry. I, I don't know if it's impossible to not see what's going on because it's in front of you, you know, but to not be rat caught up in it so much as I have been. That's good. I like that. You want to pass it back? Well, you had your hand up. Yeah, you had your hand up, didn't you? I thought you were playing behind me. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> he just brought something up. And if this is too long of a, you know, too deep of a, or complex of an answer, please tell me. Because I feel kind of new to all of this, can you just tell me the diff what the basic self is? The basic self is the child inside. That'd be the best way to explain it. It's the child. That's a good, easy answer. Yeah. I understand that. Thanks. I mean, you can get all kinds of different answers and get really confused by it all. So just call it the child inside and let it be that. I, the way I learned about it is me, myself, and I. When I was a child, five, six, seven years old on the inner levels, they talked to me about the, the three selves. But they talked about it as me, myself, and I. Me, the child. Uh, myself, which is the consciousness at this level, and I, more the spiritual awareness. And so I always talk about it as me, myself, and I. I got myself into trouble a lot of times because I talk about we, and then they go, who's we? <laughs> well, we's me, myself, and I. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Tucker? I just wanted to share something that's kind of funny related to what Kent was talking about. Several weeks ago, I was on Charles Schwab and I was following this stock that I was thinking of investing in. And I got this very clear awareness, you just don't need to worry about that anymore. So I just let it go, but I would go on every day and look it up and I watched this stock go from three to four 
to five. It's, it's now twelve dollars. Okay, but the last two or three times I had to get on, just I guess make myself feel bad. All I get now is a system error. System error won't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Charles Schwab. I think they should, but they don't tell me anymore. So. <laughs> You don't need to torture yourself, and Spirit won't let you. <laughs> well, which one is the system error? The computer, Charles Schwab, you? <laughs> you know, it is be responsible for ourselves in the world, too. We have a responsibility to this physical body to maintain it, to take care of it, to nurture it, to honor it. So take care of it and do what you have to do. And it is important to have a physical body if you're on a spiritual pathway because it's through the physical body in meditation that we can clear off the physical karmas at this level through meditation the grace of the Holy Spirit can come into the physical form lift the physical karmas that we've manifested in this lifetime and other ones bring them to clarity and bring them to freedom so that they're no longer there and we can work our karmas off at this level as we're also working our karmas off in meditation on the other and so having a physical form for as long as we can have to be able to meditate every day uh, is, a, is a good thing to have. And so I would say work to keep a good healthy body because I'll tell you when you're, you're feeling bad, it's harder to sit down and meditate. It, it is just more challenging. When you're hurting, you don't stay focused at, this, at the third eye. You focus where it hurts, you know. And so I know that. I've been through it the last month. I know, I know how that works. Uh, they've kind of brought that to more clarity than ever before. So, uh, you know, take care of your body. Give it good nutrition. Give it some exercise. Take care of it. Keep it as healthy as you can. And then stay in alignment with acupuncture, chiropractor, medical doctors, whatever it is that works for you to keep your body in good form and shape. And, and that will give you the opportunity to, to live the spiritual life here as long as possible to clear the karmas physically, emotionally, mentally, and so on uh, through this physical form and, and its meditation practice. I've learned that more and more. Now I know it for sure. I'll tell you, when I got my thyroid out, my energy changed. My meditations changed. It's amazing. My, my, my thyroid was so bad. I mean, it was so bad. It was absolutely black from being burned when I had radiation, when I had cancer back in the 70s. And uh, they told me that I might have a little bit of a problem with it, but I had no idea how bad it was. And uh, it was just the grace of the Holy Spirit that kept me uh, level in my thyroid hormones all these years and not taking thyroxin or something. And uh, it's even the grace of the Holy Spirit that the tumors that uh, formed were not malignant. Because two doctors, two thyroid specialists, one a specialist and one a thyroid surgeon, when they felt him, they said, well, that's cancer. You know, he even gave, he said, there's five things that point that you've got cancer. Well, I didn't, you know. Um, which was a nice surprise. I'm, I'm glad to get the, the surprise the other way than have him say, oh, no, you don't have a problem. Don't worry about it. Let's do this anyway. And then to find out you do have cancer, that, that's the harder part. So uh, it, was a, it was an interesting journey. So, But getting that thyroid out, I do notice a, a different clarity. 
Um, the energy moves differently. There's a different focus, a different clarity. And so, you know, sometimes it's good just to get those things out that need to be taken out, and that's what surgeons are for. I've always said it, and uh, I'll keep on saying it, though I'm not going to be doing it in counseling anymore. Um, and that is, uh, you know, the physical form is a very remarkable form, very remarkable instrument. And it is a way for us to work off our physical karmas. And if we aren't going to work them off by taking responsibility for the actions that need to be taken physically, then we're not going to do that. And we're not going to sit down in meditation and let the grace of the Holy Spirit come in and, and, and work it. And the karmas are done. And they really are to be done and complete and, and, and moved away from us. Sometimes the karmas will actually solidify into our body as a tumor so that the surgeon then can go in and take it out, take it away from us, because we wouldn't let go of it. We wouldn't complete it. We wouldn't let the Holy Spirit take it. So now we have to have the surgeon come and physically remove it from us. And it's true. It really is true. That's how it works. So the surgeons are there for a good reason. You just want to find the best surgeon you can find to, to do the work. And I was very blessed in that. I... I, the, the, the man who was a thyroid specialist recommended me to this thyroid surgeon that lives here in Lakeway. He had moved here from Houston. And he is the top in his field. People come from all over the world to, to see him, to have surgery with him, because he is so good. Doctors send themselves and their families to him from all over the world to have him operate. Now he's semi-retired. He sees one patient a day. He does three surgeries a week, and that's it. So I feel that I was, I mean, I didn't do any research. I was just told, go to this man. He's the best. And, and I know that that was the Holy Spirit taking me first to the thyroid specialist and then to this surgeon. And, I mean, Brian can talk about it too. I mean, he is so happy. He enjoys his work so much, and he is so positive. You know, he won't leave, let you leave the office until you know you're going to be okay, right? You know it. You've got to say it. You've got to believe it. You can't leave here until you know it to be true. And that's how he is. And he loves his work. He uh, has a, um, a website. And on the website are all these pictures of thyroids that he's done surgery on. And... He just thinks these are beautiful. He thinks the thyroid is the most beautiful thing. And he photographs them and he shows them to people. And, you know, he asks, you know, he says, it won't bother you if you look at these, right? And I go, I don't know. I mean, look, <laughs> I've never done this before. So, you know, he shows you healthy thyroids, unhealthy thyroids, tumors, what they look like. And, you know, he's so happy and so enthusiastic and he enjoys it so much. You're just sitting there going, yeah, I do. It's kind of pretty. <laughs> you know? He says, oh, no, it's beautiful. <laughs> so it was just a fascinating journey with him. It was, I wish he could be my primary doctor. He's, he's so, so good. So wouldn't you say? I mean, it was quite remarkable. So I was very blessed to, to be led in that direction. So it's been a good journey. It's been a good... I mean, he, he told me, he said, this is like getting a wisdom tooth pulled. Well, I know it's a little bit more than that. But really and truly, he programmed me into such a way that, you know, it hasn't been bad at all. 
and it's more my energy levels than anything else. But, you know, the pain and all that, it just hasn't really been there. He really put it forward to me that it's just going to be so simple, so easy, you know, just done, and it's over with. And uh, it's, it's been quite remarkable. And I know me, I would have sat around going, oh, I'm hurting, oh, my God, this is terrible, you know, I've got to, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he said, nope, I want you up and out. I don't want you sitting there. You're not going to spend three days at, at home. You're not going to spend three weeks at home sitting and moping that you had surgery and your thyroid out. You get out and you go do. You get up. You go. So the next day we were grocery shopping. You know, I said, okay, I'll go do it. And it was true. So uh, it was quite remarkable the way he approached it and handled it. It worked. <laughs> No, I called, and they saw me right away. No. You know, I think the one thing he does uh, that maybe limits it as well is he doesn't take insurance. You have to pay, and then if you can get it from your insurance company, that's fine. But he just has himself and his secretary in the office, and that's it. And he's kept it very clean and simple. When he had his practice in Houston, it was huge. He had all kinds of, you know, whatever. But now he's kept it very simple and... And, uh, you know, one patient a day. <laughs> That's pretty good. So, well, anybody else have anything else to share? Vigil, you want to pass the mic, whoever has it? Well, I, I, this is, I, I don't know, it's just kind of personal. But I, just lately, I, I've really, uh, I love uh, the sound current because it, it's such a companion that you know, if I see somebody, or not really, I see somebody, but they they wouldn't understand if I try to explain it. I've went through some things what people have been talking about, but um, but it, it's with me. But just lately, it's just like you go, well, we're like way up, and I'll be working like today at just two big times, and you know, and I know I've I've kind of withdrawn away from a lot of the stuff I used to do and and making you know decent progress, but. I, I stop and I'm working and actually there's loud stuff around people are drilling I hear the hear the sound I look around and and I, I I say okay what am I supposed to learn here is there something going on and then I go on I just kind of keep in the loving then sometimes else it'll it'll just pop up or it'll just get really loud the higher pitch the another octave or whatever um, I guess it's I, I would think it's not really anything that we get anything out of it I guess they're just just knowing that that you know the Holy Spirit's there with us and and we can identify with it to make us stronger is that enough That's to it. get out of it because the Holy Spirit's always here with everyone it's always here you're bringing it in and it's now here and you're living in it and it's mm -hmm. living in you and it's always there it's not going to go away mm -hmm. it may not be trying to draw you to a certain experience Mm -hmm. It may just be saying, I'm here, I'm here, you're here with me, I'm here with you, we're one. Mm -hmm. And and that's the greatest thing, it is the companion, it's the greatest yeah. companion we could ever have. Because there's been times when I was thinking about doing something, I know I probably really shouldn't or whatever, and then I get real loud first, and okay, okay, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> or, I mean, it can do all, whatever it wants, stuff like that, right? Right, oh yeah. It's just kind of like what you were saying about dreams, just don't try to put something on it that yeah. you really don't know for sure and just take it for whatever it just is and right. whatever it is. Just it be is. grateful. All right, thanks.
want to pass your mic back? I've been sitting here just taking all this light and loving in and sharing in it. And I've been thinking about sharing, so I think I will. Uh, spirit has always been and continues to be the greatest revealer in my life. And I'm grateful for this path of sound and light and this meditative practice. Uh, and I'm grateful for everyone in my life that's a part of that. You know, I realize we all have one common denominator and listen to some people share, uh, blame this, this lady here about uh, just sharing with different people. And, you know, I realize we, that we all, everyone on this planet has one common denominator. I mean, everybody relates to peace and love and joy. And, and you know, I, I relate to people and they don't know my meditative practice or my, you know, details about other bodies that I was in and my experience, but they definitely relate to peace and love and joy. Uh, I know I'm really blessed and I just... I want to thank you personally for... Uh, for assisting me and giving me... Um, I'm trying to put this into the right words. You've really assisted me in, in me trusting my inner experience. In the time that I've known you physically here in Austin, I've really grown to trust my inner experience more and more. And my inner experience has really deepened my experience in the world. I mean, I relate to you, as you know, much deeper because I've been in the, the ocean of love and mercy with you. I mean, I've, I've, I've been, you know, just because the outer experience I've had has really deepened my connection not only with you but with just life itself. Because, you know, once I've experienced the oneness and the loving in me, I see, you know, I see it in everybody. And it really makes uh, this journey uh, quite lovable and enjoyable. I mean, it's really, uh, it's really a joy to, for, for me to love myself and just, just love it all. I mean, it's really a wonderful experience. So, uh, I know I just felt that the energy was moving me. I wanted to share that. And uh, I understand you're not going to be doing the counselings anymore, either one of you. But you will be available to... Uh, to validate things because a lot in my relationship with you a lot of times I have an inner experience and I'm so excited and I come to you and I go you know this is happening and you're like yeah you know right. that that will be here for that will be there okay mm -hmm. great because we're here to assist on the inner journey the outer journey now is for the disciple to walk and that's see we have lessons in the world that we have to learn we've created the the process and now we have to walk it and it really isn't up to the teacher to do much there with you. It's really up to the teacher, one who's doing initiation in the path of sound and light, to, to give you the, the names and to walk with you on the inner journey. The outer journey is your outer journey. You know, it's also said that there's, it's the 10% level, some people call it. And 
It's just that's your responsibility. That's where you have to do your work. That's where your lessons are. Go learn them. Well, it's wonderful. Thank you. I love you. God bless us all. Yeah. Well, why don't we bring it to a close and uh, call it an evening? And it's been a lot of fun. Thank you.